Do you know that God has called you to a life of greatness? Blessings and a special purpose with specific assignment to execute in this world for Him. Stay tuned as Pastor Tokwe Aupisayo brings you the insightful word of God for God-given purpose, discovery, pursuit, and fulfillment of your destiny in Christ. Brought to you by Communion Christian Center. verse 8. I'll read verse 8, then I'll read 11 to 15. I want to speak on the necessities of growing in grace and truth. The necessities of growing in grace and truth. Now, last Sunday, I started the series on growing in grace and truth, and I was telling you how it's very important that for fruitfulness, we have got to grow. That if a tree, a seed is planted, it grows into a tree. And then what is expected of the tree is fruitfulness. And that is very important that we must bear fruit because the Bible says the ass is laid at the root or at the stem of the tree that does not bear fruit and is going to be cut off. And the scripture says that you abide in me and I in you and that without me you can do nothing. But if you abide that you'll be fruitful, and that when you are productive, my Father himself will prune you to produce more fruits. And we know that this means that being productive doesn't just mean to have children. It means to actually have things going on in your life that you can point to as the testimonies of the goodness of the Lord. That is, we birth Jesus as virgins on this earth. That is, because we are purified, God puts the pregnancy of destinies in our, in our spirit and we release and unleash those things on the earth for God of heaven to be glorified. The Bible says we are the light of the world. We show that light that God might be glorified. And so we say that there is no need for competition. There is no need for envy. There is no need for all right, uh, getting at loggerhead with anybody within the spiritual family so that you don't terminate the appointment you have with destiny or abort the process God began in your life. There's no need of, you know, forming a faction or forming something against the spiritual heritage because I didn't tell you this on Sunday. There is nobody that God, all right, when God talks about, when he talks about relationship, or when he talks about inheritance, it's not about one person. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's about a family. Inheritance is delivered in a family. And then you belong to the family. So your portion is part of the inheritance. You go against the family, you lose your inheritance. So inheritance is not a single thing. That's only me. So God always consider a family and put a portion that belongs to you in that family. So you can't be successful without a family. All right? You can't, like, for example, the way you are now, you are who you are right now, naturally speaking, as a result of your family, the kind of family you came out of. Do you understand? Sometimes you talk like them, you live like them, you do like it's the same thing. All right? They say in that family, they are multi-millionaire. It's just normal with you to grow up in that family and be a multi-millionaire. So it's their own cause that you are a multi-millionaire. So what that means is that they say that you grow up, so you already have the sense growing up. You live like that, you talk like that, you are carried like that. They say in this family, this is how you 
do. This is who you marry. There are families like that. I know there are families that live anyhow, but there are families like that. All right? There are families like that. Our God was raised to be president of United States. I mean, he eventually didn't become president, but he was vice president. The mother told him, he said, there is a kind of woman you must marry because you were being raised to be president. Presidents don't marry any other woman. So you, you get, so family has culture, they have custom, they have because of the inheritance. That's why you have all those things. Organized in such a way, there's a way they talk so that you don't terminate the inheritance. And you can't because it's delivered to the family. All right? You can only terminate your own. So when we're talking about growth, we are looking at growth that's, you know, get us into a capacity whereby we are able to handle that thing that God has actually called us to do. So when we say grow in grace and truth, that capacity can only come by the grace of God and the supply of a lot of knowledge that we increase your capacity in order to be able to handle that which God is apportioning to you in that spiritual heritage. Are you getting what I'm saying? Recently, I found out that most of the ministers to be successful in ministry is different from to be able to raise a generation that will be successful in ministry. There's a difference between the two. To be able to raise a generation that will be successful in ministry, meaning that there will, there will be many sons and daughters in the spirit. What sons and daughters that I mean, what I'm actually talking about, I'm talking about ministry now for you to know that as we are teaching you to find out things about your industry and all that, we are also finding out things about our ministry. You know, we that we are fully fivefold ministers in the ministry. In this country, there are ministers that are successful. All right? Successful. But their success is not replicated in sons and daughters they have. Meaning that they don't really have sons and daughters. And the, what is responsible for that is because they were never really submitted to a father. They were not father. If you are not father, you can't father. That's what I'm saying. Do you understand? If you were not raised by somebody, there's a father figure in your life. That doesn't mean all hope is gone. That's why you can have pastor. That's why you can have your boss that's probably nice to you, that's like a father figure or somebody is still in your natural lineage. He can be there. But I am telling you how God works. You know, he's in family. God just says solitary is in family. God puts all those things in family. The inheritance. So there's somebody that will be there to apportion it. Do you know that my job as a person is that everybody's portion gets to the person? That's my job. That's what Joshua did when he took them into the inheritance. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said the Levite, this is your portion. He said the uh, Rubenite, this is your portion. The, do you understand? The Judah, the people that are, uh, the belongs to the tribe of Judah, the, every tribe he apportioned to them. Now, people who really did well work with God and blah, blah, God made a special covenant with them. They went to Joshua and said that this place, this place, you remember when we fought like Caleb? And God gave Joshua gave him a mountain. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Because those things were there, it has to be in the family. Number one, you can't fight Joshua. You can't have access to the inheritance. So you know what that means in the New Testament now. So you, you, say, you say, I just attended that church. I hate the pastor. You are hating your inheritance. Are you getting what I'm saying? The truth, that's the truth. If, I, if you leave, you must not fight. That's number one. Why you can't explain it? Why you just naturally love pastor? You just naturally like pastor? It's because of your inheritance. Your life is at stake. Your, that's why the Bible says, believe God and you shall be established. Believe his prophet and you shall prosper. 
Walk your way into the establishment of God. And I believe he said, he said, me and God, you know, that God doesn't walk that way. That's why Jesus, when he was going, he handed over to the apostles. He told Peter, he said, on this truth you just declared, the church will be established, and I will build my church. In fact, it's not the job of the pastors to build church. It is the responsibility of God. How? Because he holds the inheritance. We are just dividers. And when we divide the truth, everybody takes their portion. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why we say growing in grace and truth, there is a portion for you that will be communicated to you by the truth. And the supply of God's spirit, which is the grace. So let me look at the necessities. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8. You know, this is midweek service, so we check scriptures. Alright? God's so good, there's no projection. So we open the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 8. He said, Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now he talks about those gifts, you know, five food and blah, blah, blah. Verse 12, he said, For the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You listen to SLPC message, you get all details. See, we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Truth. There is a knowledge of the Son of God that you must come out to in order to have enough capacity to carry out what God will have you carry out. They can't declare you a medical doctor until you have gotten a certain knowledge. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same way it is in Christ. The reason why you can't handle what you desire to handle now is that you don't have enough knowledge to handle it. Because knowledge will be about maturity. See it here. It's a unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. So that word perfect means to a matured man. To a matured man. If you see it in Amplified or um, Mufat translation, it said, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Talking about fullness of Christ is anointing. Fullness of Christ. Christ, the anointed and his anointing. Fullness of the Spirit. So there is a measure of the grace and the understanding of the truth that is required to carry out what you are sent to carry out. Praise the Lord. All right. So now that we should no longer now see the effects. That a time you can't carry out, you can't carry the inheritance if you are being tossed to and fro. If you are a child, look at it. Said that we should no longer be children. We should no longer that we. This is the purpose. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. Now. Put your finger here, we'll come back to this. Galatians chapter 4. Go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians is before, I guess. Galatians chapter 4. You know, you remember in Galatians chapter 3, he said, Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you. What you got by the Spirit, you want to continue to run it by the flesh. He said, The person that ministered the Holy Spirit to you, was it by the Spirit or by the flesh? He now started talking about the covenant that God had with Abraham. Now, if you are of faith of Abraham, then you'll be blessed with Abraham. So he led, now, he was talking about how Jesus, through the blessing of Abraham, dispensed the blessing of Abraham to us. All right? That if you connected to Jesus, you have connected to Abraham. Because by, by Christ, every family was blessed. Look at verse 29. I don't want to talk so much about that because of the time. Verse 26 says, For you all sons of God, through faith in Christ. He said, This is how you became sons. For as many of you, 
as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Okay? So I hope this is clear. So a, a male child has inheritance in Christ. A female child has what? Inheritance in Christ. Then they used to have slaves. A slave who is born again then, who was born again as inheritance in Christ. You were slave in, I mean, in their culture and blah, 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 but in Christ you are free. That's what he say. Onesimus was a slave to his master. Do you understand? Aha. And he had stole, he ran away, did some manipulation. So Paul had to, he now got born again. Paul had to return him back. That he sent him letter, all right, to Gios. Do you remember? That's what came about the Onesimus that we have as a book. All right? So verse, there's neither. Now verse 29, he said, And if you are Christ, this is where we are going. This is the reason for you to be in Christ. There's an inheritance. He said, Then you are Abraham's seed, and he is, according to the what? According to the promise. So there's an inheritance. That is why God said, Paul wrote to the Ephesians. He said, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you. That word build also means to grow you. Are you getting what I'm saying? The word will grow you. I commend you unto God. God is spirit. And those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. So I commend you unto spirit and the word of his grace. The spirit dimension is the grace. The word of his grace is truth. He said, which is able to grow you and give you inheritance among the sanctified or among the saints. So you can see that your inheritance is among the saints. Some people are even looking at it. They are looking for the inheritance among the among the stained. Or among the unbelievers. It's among the saints. So you see that. So now, this is where I'm going. Look at that verse 29. He said, According to the promise, you are here according to the promise. Look at what he says in verse chapter 4, verse 1. He said, Now I said that the here, as long as he is a child who is being tossed to and fro, who had not grown by the knowledge of the truth and the supply of grace. Even though he is a child, it's not different from a slave, though he is a master of all. I know a culture where if a king die, the son is the heir to the throne. Probably in the eastern part of the country or south south part of the country, they don't use families like they go. Do you understand? Like maybe these ruling families like that. All right, in some other culture. So the king, the next son, they know the son tomorrow. They know the future king by the next son. But when he was born, by the time his father died, the king died. Now he was a child. He had to be taken outside the country to be trained. He went to school. When he was of age, he was now brought back to come and take over the throne of his father. Do you get what I'm saying? All this while they had regents. So, but that's what this place is saying. The scripture says, woe to a city or a country whose king is a child. So God can allow you to reign as a child. You know, you understand. He can't put resources because he knows you will be tossed to and what? And fro. There is a need for you to grow. Alright? Even if you check Luke chapter 1 verse 80, Bible talks about John the Baptist. He had to grow and wash stronger. It talks about Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 2 verse 42 or so. Jesus grow and Bible says he increased in stature and wisdom. And he had favor with God. Amen. Favor with God. Amen. 
is attached to growth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Strength is attached to growth. Let me tell you, the more knowledge you have, the more strength you acquire. The truth is, as knowledge of the truth comes into your life, there is a supply of grace that brought about a strengthening. You know, there's the dimension of the spirit that is called spirit of might. The more you have, the more you are sophisticated because what you are handling is now more. Even in the natural life, if you begin to have a certain level of money, you get more sophisticated. You don't work ordinarily. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let alone the inheritance of God. God won't allow his inheritance to be in the hands of somebody who is weak. Say, so, you know, we are weaker vessels, but we have all the inheritance. We are fulfilling destiny. It doesn't work that way. That is why you see people who are handling sensitive things for the kingdom, they are not just aggressive, they are strong. They are people who bet and push things through. So he said, as long as a child is a he, as long as the here is a, is a child, he remains a slave. Say, but look at it. He said, but he's under guidance and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Now, this is a culture that you have to examine. The Jews, they have been deliberate since the, the forefather, Abraham. What this means is that in a family, the father in that family will not declare a son to be here to his inheritance until he had been trained. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, in their culture, you are not a son if you are not trained. They refer to the word son is from the Greek word heels. It means you have been trained. As you are seated now, you have been trained. Working with the instructions and the word you are being taught is training. So you are still a child. If all you are concerned about is, give me, give me, give me, give me. What will I get? What will, as you get saying, you are still a child. Going through training means that you are having a kind of education that will make you to deliver on behalf of God. On behalf of the family. This is family business. We want to commit it into your hands. But if you don't have certain level of knowledge, you can't be asking for what we will do for you and we will put you in charge of family business. You will consume it. We want you to have a trait, a productive trait before we can hand over this inheritance so that we know that when it gets into your hands, you multiply it. That's what God meant when he looked at Adam and Eve. He said, bless them. The Bible says he blessed them and he said unto them, be fruitful, multiply. Some of you think that when you are fruitful, the next thing is multiplication. You don't know that between that comma, that comma, what it means is process. And then when you get into multiplication, then you subdue the health, you replenish it, and then you take dominion. You think everything can even just happen within five days. That's the way some people reason. You don't know that there are processes in between those things that you go through. That when you are fruitful, Bible says in John 15, you will be more fruitful. In that same John 15, before you read verse 7, it says you will be much more fruitful because God will still have to prune you. Then you enter into multiplication. But all this wise, what God was trying to say is that there will be a growth process. You will be growing. Even naturally and physically, you are growing. Whether you like it or not, you are growing. So why are some people stunted in the spirit? Huh? The reason is because you are used to feeding yourself naturally, but you are not used to feeding yourself supernaturally. Growth is primarily not your responsibility, but the truth is you have to comply. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that God can grow you. Praise the Lord. So Bible says, but he is under guidance and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we when we were children were in bondage under the elements of this world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of the woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. You know, in their own culture, they don't do sentiments. 
And people think in the spirit there is sentiment. And that is why when people pray for favor at times, they just want God to bypass certain processes. There are some physical, natural protocols that God can bypass. But in the realm of the spirit, if you bypass processes in the realm of the spirit, then you are a calamity in the physical. That is the truth. You are supposed to grow up. Then you want to just find yourself up. That is what killed Adam. He wasn't born to grow. He was born as a full-grown man, and then he fell. That's why scripture says a righteous man will even fall seven times. He will rise again. Why? Because he grew up. He grew up. Okay? So now, based on this, it is very necessary that we grow in grace and in the knowledge of the truth. If you are still here, can you say amen? Amen. Let's go back to Ephesians. I just told you to, let's just cross. Right. We'll go to Ephesians now. Sometimes you don't need to do most of those prayer points, just disturbing God. What you just need to God to show you is that what do I do now in order to reach a level where I will be able to handle what you give me? You will get it naturally. Nobody argues with you to become a lawyer when you are called to bar because you have gotten through, you have gone through the process. It's simple. It's simple. Eh? Just like you can't get to the airport now and say that this person is born again, is spiritual, is a prayer warrior, and I'll just get there and fly the plane. It's not done. The person has to go through the processes, then he's certified as a pilot. The funniest thing is, even if he's certified as a pilot and that's the first time he's flying plane, you say no. Are you getting what I'm saying? You say no. You rather prefer a drunkard who is a, an experienced pilot than a born again who knows nothing about flying planes. Are you getting what I'm saying? So why is it that in the realm of the spirit we want somebody who is not trained to be a pilot to be flying planes? Do you get what I'm saying? It's wrong. So let's go back to our Ephesians. Said being tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Can you see that? All right? By the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. You see that last statement? Trickery of men in the cunning craftiness. You know, NKJV has a way of complicating matter for people who don't like to study further. This craftiness, the way the scripture explains it, is when somebody is advanced, like when you are cunning in a very advanced way. Do you understand? You have a scheme, a game plan. Let's put it that way. He said that is the way things are in this world. He said there will be false doctrines. What was Peter addressing with his second letter? He was addressing people about the false teachers. They will come and pollute you. Let me show you. Just put your finger here. You know that scriptures are very consistent. I said if you are not consistent in reading it. First Peter. Uh, second Peter. So, second Peter, in chapter 1, it talks about what you need to hide for your faith to be productive. I preached a message before. I call it faith additives. Things that you need to hide. On Sunday, I think I was referring to one of them when he said, hard to your faith, knowledge. He was talking about gnosis. Gnosis. The knowledge on the earth. There is a carpentry knowledge on the earth. It doesn't jump on people. I can't impart carpentry knowledge. <laughs> by the grace, he said, by the grace of God, I'm not a carpenter. It doesn't work. By the grace of God, I'm not a doctor. How? No, 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 how? But if you go through that training, then you can be a distinguished medical doctor or a lawyer or a carpenter or a businesswoman because the grace will enhance whatever you have learned. Are you still here? Good. So, Second Peter was addressing false teachers. He was telling 
he was addressing, he was telling people, he said, look, there's false doctrine, there is uh, uh, destructive uh, stuff in town. But when you get to chapter 3, let's look at what he wrote in chapter 3. Let's read from verse 14. He said, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Be diligent. Can you see that? All right? That Christ cleanses you does not mean you don't yield yourself for cleansing. Without spot and blameless, and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. So Paul has written to them. Now listen. He said, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand. You know that this is an experiential knowledge. He has also written what, he, what Paul wrote. So he himself knew that some things there are hard to understand. I mean, at least at the level of the people he wrote it to. And see the reason why he said it was hard to understand. This is sometimes how you can misinterpret things that are meant to better your life. He said, which untaught and unstable people, who are the untaught and unstable people? People who have not gone through processes. They don't attend Bible class. They don't attend communion academy. Untaught. If you are listening to me online, the truth is, if you don't go through a deliberate, there is no body. You can never become a disciple without being trained. How do you also be referred to as a disciple without being discipled? There is a discipline you see with a disciple. It was through the training. There are so many untaught Christians. And that's why people can't depend on them. The system where they are working can't depend on them. The friends they have, even the secular, they can't depend on them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Untaught. You know the funniest thing? When you lack church, Christendom, discipleship, and you now lack good home training, you are finished. Then you see people in that category who are about to marry. You are complicating matter for yourself. And that is the truth. Untaught! Peter referred to them. He said, untaught people. Untaught. Untrained. Untaught. And unstable people. Unstable has to do with, you know, um, you know they, were, they are neither there nor there. They are being carried away by every wind of doctrine. He said, today is faith. Tomorrow is grace. And some people can say it's faith and grace. Some people can say faith, grace, and mercy. Oh, he said that's what is raining. They go with trending things. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot be given inheritance if you always go with trending things. Alright? And that's why growth brings about stability. Growth brings about understanding that gives you capacity to actually handle your portion of inheritance among the collective or among the saints. So unstarts and unstable, there's nothing that can expose this kind of group of people like putting them in a position where they need to act like they are taught and they are stable. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you put a consumer where a producer should be, then you expose the consumer. Do you understand? <laughs> you know the funniest thing? These untaught and unstable people want to marry taught and stable people. They lack home training. They lack kingdom training. Basic ethics principles of life. They lack. We know country might not have training, but you lack. You get what I'm saying? And you know the funniest thing? Not just by your parents and your pastors. There are people got position around you to train you. Your bosses, your teachers, your in, indirectly or directly, your roommates, your... If you lack, I told a lady, I said, if you miss this opportunity, that you can't cook, and you have somebody who is younger than you, who was trained by a grandmother, living with you for four years. You, there is no how 
you'll be married and you'll be going for training. You don't know what it means to live and grow with people. There are things you learn from your friends. How many of you learned one or two things from your friends here that you grow, you know that, ah, so how can this guy be doing things like this? How can this, do you understand? And you adjusted a bit because of the way the person was living and you admired it. If you had actually investigated better, you'll find out that those things were instilled in him or her while he or she was young or younger. Maybe by grandparents or the parents who have been trained. You see some people that are just lazy. And their roommate is so active, doing this, doing that, doing this. So they just say, hey, thank God for my roommate. <laughs> because the roommate is doing everything. He will go in the morning, come back in the evening, meet, he will meet the plates unwashed. He will still wash the plates, he will still do everything, and they are there. They didn't go anywhere. You relate with some of these things, it's true. And he gets into office. That's how somebody was at, writing a formal letter. He said, Calvary greetings. <laughs> formal letter. He got sacked. He was sacked by the grace of God. He's untaught people that always have excuse to take responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? Untaught. Unstable. You always go with trending things. Just for them to see it on Instagram, they admire it. If you give inheritance to them, every week they will buy a car. I mean, you give a company to them, some people, it's every week they will be buying car. Every week. Now, look at it. He said, they twist to their own destruction. Can you see that? As they do also the rest of the scriptures. So that means the scripture. You know, Jesus has said it now. He said, he would say, stumbling block. He said, for some people, they will stumble. Some people, it's rock of offense. Uh, do you understand? Uh, so. Now, look at what he says in verse 17. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, you have been told. Beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away by the error of the wicked. Something can distract your growth and stability. The error of the wicked. Distractions. False doctrines. Anytime you sense any distractions, you want to pray, you can't pray. You are thinking about something. There's one issue or the other. There's distractions. Look at this. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory, both now and forever, man. And he just said, Amen. Amen. So I'm back to Ephesians. That we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine. On Sunday, I will be teaching you on levels of growth. There is babyhood, there is childhood, and there is adulthood. In the book of First John, he was writing to the children. Do you remember? He was writing to the young men and he was writing to the, to the men. And they carried, they received different messages from him. To some, he said, you are battling with the wicked. To some, he said, you have overcome the wicked. He said to some, uh, you, you're already great. And then I will be looking into that because you need to know where you belong. So that you know what you feed yourself to grow from that stage. We see people who are babies in Christ who are craving bone word. They are not craving meat of God's word. Instead of going for meek, they are craving deep. They say, deep. They say, what is deep? They have nothing they are going to apply. They have nothing they are going to produce with it. It's just deep. Ah, that guy is deep. And they are there seven years. It's deep they are talking about. Insincerity has killed them. What should have grown them is the meek. You can't feed baby. I know that babies are crazy. Taking swallow, taking <laughs> before one year, started taking swallow. But I think things are. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the truth is this: 
you can't grow babies with food that men should be eating. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'll tell you the details on Sunday because there's something that is, is there's somebody in this church that, you know, a pastor is in those days. He took a book and gave it to a lady who was in pre-degree. I took the book back. I said, no. The book was turned beyond the upper room. As simple as Kenetegi could be. Those people then, I was teaching them, I took the book. I said, no. You know why? If you catalyze the rate of your growth or you skip processes, you are going to meet it in the future. You can be heavily anointed. And at the slightest little offense, you are heavily annoyed. Do you get what I'm saying? What was wrong? The anointing is there, intact. There's no problem with the anointing. But the growth was, you know, people grow in different forms. We'll talk about that. You know, people grow. You know, Amoeba grows, forming different kind of shapes. Every time, you know, is this shade this time? Is that shade next time? Are you getting what I'm saying? It appeared to you as a righteous person today to get the deal. But why going through the process of doing the deal is unrighteous, and then by the time he delivers, he still has that shade of or appearance of a righteous person, but by the time you open the delivery, are you getting what I'm saying? Scam. Some people are chameleon. The most dangerous set of people to deal with in the body of Christ are hypocrites. They are dual personalities. Are you getting what I'm saying? Dual personalities. And our environment does not help us because our environment wants you to show who you are not. You, and you are under prayer to show yourself. That's why you see somebody who is, who is managing two million naira and then he's thinking of going to deposit 1.8 million, all right, for a car of 4 million, all right? Then you say, you see, my God will do it. That is in faith is doing that. Faith does not work without wisdom. In fact, there's something I wanted to tell you about growth. Because as you grow in God, you grow in wisdom. Because that's what the Bible says about Jesus. And don't forget, the wisdom of this world is not even like that of God. Scripture says the foolishness of God supersedes the wisdom of this world. Sometimes by management principles, some things can be right. But by the Spirit, it is not right for a child of God. It's only in the future you will understand why God says it's not right. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's those who are taught and stable. If you are stable, I mean, even if it's a necessity that you need a car, then you go for your size. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not the one that will swallow your business. And you now start looking for your capital. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't get capital. <laughs> and those kind of people have dangerous prayer points. Made by for counseling, they are sweaty, they are, the body, you can perceive it, that their heart beats. They can't meet up again. They can't pay bills. They can't do necessary things of life. They deliberately look for trouble themselves. I just use that as an example. For some people, it's the kind of person they want to marry. Elegant. When they shake their head like this, the wig will move. And then you see that. Hey! Somebody is wearing one millionaire wig. Am I against that? No. There is no way the Bible describes a correct woman without prudence. And if it describes a man, a woman with prudence, you should know a, a man. <laughs> you should be much more prudent. All right. 
So say, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love. Now look at it. This is the opposite. These people don't speak the truth in love to you, but because you are not matured, you are carried away by it. He said, you speaking truth in love may grow up in how many things? All things. Into him who is the head, Christ. It takes a grown person to get married. That is the truth. Everybody talks about maturity, you know, for marriage. That is the truth. Boys don't get married. It's men in Christ that get married. All right? There is hope for girls that get married. If he gets married to a man. But there's no hope for boys that get married. Especially, even if they get married to women. That's a problem. It's more, more better when the when boy gets married to a girl. Are you getting what I'm saying? The two of them, they are suffering there. There's no, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They can open up and say, Pastor, save us. Uh-huh. But for a boy... And now look at the way he closed it. Let me stop at verse 16. He said, grow up in all things. So that speaking in truth in love, you grow up in all things. In, to him who is the head, Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together. By what every joint supply. According to the effective working by which every part does its share. You see that? He said, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You know what this means? If you are not growing individually, you are, you are causing trouble for us as a spiritual family. That's why it's mandatory. That's why some things are just very important. When you say the training class is compulsory for you, if you are not trained, you can't be a steward. If you are not trained again, you can't be a leader. If you are not trained again, if you are not trained like that, forget it. If you are not trained, there are certain things you can't do. A pastor was speaking to me. He's going to be with the Lord now. He said that. I said, why do you talk like my pastor like this? He said, I sat down and I listened to him for 17 years. He said, I listened to him for 17 years. He said, he's this kind of person you listen to for 12 years before you are given any opportunity. 12, 13, 14 years. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now people want to collect my because they have an idea of a revelation somewhere. I've, I, I have not helped a lot of people. I mean, when I see the outcome of what is coming up in their life, I know that this guy has not been helped. Because there's a way you assume. If anointing is flowing through you, they are matured. Yes, babies can be anointed. You don't know. Ah, When people got born again, it's by the Spirit. And then they're anointed. They start speaking in tongues. Have you not? Is, is it, huh? Huh? Babies can be anointed now. But the anointed does not mean you are qualified to handle the inheritance. That's why you won't respond to everything, you won't react to everything you do. You don't a nation will come after you, you just be looking at them. And people will even think that you are foolish sometimes, that you are like you are dull. You, you understand? But you know that you know it's your growth that God has showed you. How can God told somebody to to draw himself? on the seashore like this, at the beach, and then God said, Claire, he said, the day you become full of yourself or you are proud, he said, that's how we erase. He said, can you see that you can't trace the pattern that you drew? I said, yes. One of the things I first got from there is that it's God that draws you. 
and he's the one that can erase it. So I was telling them a mega harvest in effect. I said, this is, you fit into a design. The, God grows you and builds you into a design. When the Bible says that he commits you unto God and to the worship of his grace, who is able to build you according to Don't you know he has the model in his heart? Every architect will not work on a building without a model now. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you check if this was correctly built, so you know that there will be models somewhere. There are some offices you enter, you see where, what they want to build. You already seen it. So when they are building, I explained it in a bit. Probably I have opportunity I will teach. When they are building it, it does not look like it. That's why most of you, you don't look like where you are going. You see gravels, you see sand, you see blocks, you see cement. Everywhere is rough. Even the workers are rough. And sometimes they handle those things roughly. And sometimes you are being handled roughly. You think, ah, the thing pains you. Somebody just step on your toes. You can't do nothing. Holy Spirit said, keep quiet. And then you, it pains you. It's the rough. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you are going through the roughness there because there's a finished figure in God's heart. Finished figure in God's heart. Sometimes you, maybe your parents even do something and say, what? The only case that you remember. And you are just quiet. How many of you have been controlling yourself recently? I mean, it's because you are going through that rough stuff. You just have that self-control. You want to burst. There's somebody that wanted to explode. I said, calm down. Wanted to explode on me too. I said, calm down. <laughs> you know that sometimes if you are resolving conflicts, you know you can backfire. That is, you are trying to be a peace, a reconciliator, and then the thing comes on you. That is why you don't take wine. You pervert justice. <laughs> <laughs> That wine that I speak is symbolical because there are things that people will put in your spirit against people you just hate the person without even finding out anything. But where you are heading two, three, four, five people as witnesses. Bible says by the matter of two, three, four, five witnesses, the matter shall be... So when you don't grow and you are neatly connected together with a group that is growing, you will be drawing them back. It is not a crime to belong to a spiritual group. It is wrong to not grow as they grow. Would you get what I'm saying? You'll be drawing them back. Let's say when it's time for you to, all of you to leave crawling and move into walking. And they're now walking. You know, somebody who is walking is faster than the person who is crawling. So you are still crawling. They will, because of the love of Christ, wants to you know, wait for you to be, do you understand, you'll be dragging them down. But what that means, because your own process of growth is low, or very slow. So, the real love of Christ is this. They will leave you to retake that class and join a crawling group. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then you have a crawling pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? These are blunt truths. And that is why sometimes you feel cheated and feel offended if a friend of yours just enter a class after all all of us were struggling together let's become a multi-millionaire what's that what's that i was even instrumental to his success come on here he was drinking gary in my house how the other will prepare this i will prepare. you are just telling stories it's not even a super story it's a flimsy excuse it doesn't make sense Look at it. Oh. You know, with hatred, with bitterness, with offense, with... Do you understand? And before you know it, start having entitlement mentality. I'm doing birthday. Can't you send me a cow? 
I want to get married. Can you imagine? I want to get married. In his wedding, I knew how we were walking up and down. Doing, there was no money. We had to be looking for this. Now I want to get married. He's a multi-millionaire. He should have given me five million. He's not even talking about it. Can you imagine? You just kill yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because if these things are not taught in church, believers don't talk in demon chasing, behave like this. They behave like this. Somebody, you don't know what it means for Jesus to be asked. Divide the inheritance between me and my brother. You know what God said? You know what God said? He said, that's not my ministry. Who has called me? What, what are you talking about? Who made me a judge in your family? Ah, I wish pastors can know things that concerns them and things that does not concern them. Who made? Jesus knew his boundary. See, this is your family matter. Go and resolve it. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Who made me a judge? The man's life is not conceived and he started preaching to him. A man's life is not conceived in the abundance of the things he possesses. So what are the necessities? Number one, fruitfulness. John 15, we'll see there. I've spoken about it. Matthew 3, 8 to 12. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. He said, when he delights himself in the law of the Lord, he needs to meditate day and night. That's the truth. And you grow like a tree that is planted beside a river. And it brings forth its fruit in due seasons. And its leaves will not wither. And whatever he does shall... Bible says whatever. So there is a level of whatever you do shall prosper. Number one, if your leaf does not wither, if you bring forth your fruit in due season. That's the level where you subdue and you are replenishing. God can start with a, an idea with you. In that idea, many ideas, many companies will be birthed that doesn't have anything to do with the idea. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's whatever it does. All right? You get to a point that God now gives you that grace that as you put your hand in a company like this, the company will change. As you put your hand in a business that is easy to change. You know why? You had a track record of fruitfulness and then you have a track record that your leaf does not wither. Listen, you know, what that means is this. Jesus went to the fig tree. The leaves were there. But there was no fruit. It was contradictory. Alright? You are attractive. You are very inviting. And there is nothing you have to offer. That is a very huge disappointment. And Jesus just caused the fig tree. But the normal thing is that you have leaves and then you have fruit. And then if you can have both, then whatever you do prospers. A tree without a leaf will never be productive because you know that by the principle of photosynthesis, you understand. So it means that anytime God communicates, your server is alive. Let me tell you, as a living tree, Bible refers to us as a tree of life on the earth, planted on the earth. You produce trees, fruits of life. Your works are life and spirits. What comes out of you? Offsprings, not in terms of just biological children or spiritual children alone. Things that are birthed by you are spirits and life. The necessity. In Psalm 92 verse 10, he said, You have anointed me with fresh oil because my head has been raised like that of the Horn of unicorn. And he said, he said in, even in old age, I produce fruits. Grow like cedar of Lebanon. Then he says, fruitful. Growth for fruitfulness. 
growth. And the Bible says, I said, if corn of wheat falls to the ground, it abides alone. But if it falls to the ground and dies, then it multiplies. Between death and multiplication is growth. Do you get what I'm saying? John 12, 24 and 25. You don't grow to grow. You grow. All right? To grow. It means your communication with God get deeper as you grow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Number two, feasting of joy, the feast of joy. Genesis 21:8. The Bible says, and the child grew, and the father weaned the child, and there was feast. <laughs> Luke 15:10. When the young guy returned, the prodigal son, and Bible says there was a feast. Have you ever noticed that God likes fun? That is why I want to allow more wine in this church. But it must be directly proportional to the level of our work or productivity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know that in the calendar of the Jews, they have like three feasts? They even call it feast. Feast of the tabernacle, feast of Pentecost, which is feast of, fifth, feast of 50. Then Passover. They were all feast. During that time, God tells them to eat and drink. And this feast, they are not one day feast. The Jews, they actually have holidays. They take their time for seven days and be eating. God will tell them, just be eating, don't do any work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord. But you see, look at them. They were people that God taught diligence and serious work. God told them, he said, I won't bless you except if I bless the work of your hands. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, the fruit of your flocks will multiply. God did not say you will multiply. He said, the fruit of, <laughs> he, he said, the fruit of your livestock is what they do that God actually blessed. Hmm. You do nothing. You manifest no blessing. It's those who grow. I mean, you can't be real the real joy. Let me tell you something. Joy of the spirit is in dimensions. There's a dimension of the joy of the spirit that is in the accomplishment which you have had concerning something that God has sent you. Go to Galatians. Let me show you something. Galatians chapter 6. That is what Maslow referred to as self-actualization. But you see, you don't have to wait till last part of your life when you now talk like Paul, I have finished the race. And now self-actualization, you are now rejoicing. No, it can be as you are successful in every little thing that God... Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what they were... They couldn't explain it. But I will show you where self-actualization is in the scripture. Galatians chapter 6. You know, verse 1 and 2, it talks about somebody who went away. You restore in the spirit of self. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Can you see all those people, Instagram... And uh, you start blogging and those, that you are snapping, you are wearing one big agbada just to show us that you are a big man. There's nothing like that. The world now knows that if you wear pants and t shirts, you can be a big man. But don't dress like that, they will refer to you as a lunatic. All right? If you are outside. But let each one, look at what it says in verse 4. He said, But let each one examine his own work. Can you see it? Examine what? Good. There was a problem at the early church. When they started, they were having things in common. 
Some people could not. They were lazy, but they were being fed. Do you know that as long as you are feeding some people, that's where they will remain? Are you getting what I'm saying? As long as you intend to accommodate some people, they just say, we have come to our bus stop. Are you get, until you say to your tent, they say, eh? It's so amazing how God can be taking you through bus stop of successes and you are relaxed at that level. You say, we used, we used to preach inside non-air condition building now that we are in the air condition. This is where we are going to die. Die there. You say, we die there. Die there. But let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone. Can you imagine? The examination of your work, appraisal of your duties and responsibilities and diligence can make you rejoice in yourself. Can you see in your Bible? This is what Maslow is trying to call self-actualization. That you look at the life when you are 80 and say, we live the life. Yes. Not that you fornicated with all the girls in town. You, see, you like you your generation generations to come, even if they are very very that rich, wealthy, or productive man, are consumers. The generations to come will see the traces. You know there are people that knows that their great grandpa was a great man, but the greatness ended with him. You know it's very funny to have a big name. And to have a small life. Because it can't be passed through. The... Are you getting what I'm saying? It happens a lot in Africa. Now look at it. He will have rejoicing in himself alone. And not in, in another. Happy rejoicing in another man's business. For each one shall bear his own. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's read that one together. Verse 5. For each one shall do you know that if you have not grown enough to carry your weight, you can't carry it? Have you seen people in markets who carry extra load? On site, I saw a guy who carried two bags of cement. That's 100 kg, right? <laughs> I don't want to talk. Just one like this and one like this. One like this and one like this. And was delivering it. B. We'll carry it from the vehicle. It was the one that drove the vehicle. It would do B. <laughs> I couldn't help him. <laughs> because I was not built to carry such load. Praise God. I carry the weight of glory. A man of God, he is like tall, hefty, and then the time he was sick. He was sick, and only him and his wife was in the house. The wife carried leg. By the time he finished carrying the well, carry another leg. You have to look at everything is very important. <laughs> when, you, when you are making your choice, everything is very important. You know that they do on wedding day, they say, hey, that you carry your wife like this. Ha. There are people that if you carry them, you quickly drop them. The wife carried the second leg. The wife say he, 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 he couldn't move the man. <laughs> but let me tell you, you must have rejoicing in your work and carry your own. And carry your own. Let me close with number three. We'll continue.
from here next week. Establishment. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 15, where we read. So you are not tossed to and fro as a child. That is, you grow into maturity. That's establishment. Number four, taking responsibility. Exodus chapter 2, verse 11. Jesus, at the age of 12, took responsibility. He said, can't I be my, my father's business? He was growth. All right? You see people at the age of 32, they have no business. At the age of 12, Jesus took responsibility. Can't I be by my father's business? It waited, and for three days, they couldn't find him. He was missing at the age of 12 for three days. If a grown-up man is missing for three days now, it's trouble. And at Luke chapter 4, he announced himself to the world as God has announced him earlier. Verse 18. So between Luke chapter 2 and Luke chapter 14 was how many years? Like uh, 18 years, right? Good. So you take responsibility. Growing a forest. If you don't want to take responsibility, then you won't want to grow. There are some children that are very inquisitive. They ask questions. The reason is because they desire strongly, passionately growth. They want to see who is piloting the plane. How can this thing be moving like this? They are just inquisitive. That man in the coffin, when is he coming out? You see? They are just, do you get what I'm saying? They are just inquisitive. They, you see it about them. What you are doing, they are watching you. They are watching you. Because they want to do the same thing. I remember a small boy in VGC in those days. When food was scarce, because the father was very rich, got him a phone. We that were much more older. We used to peep to see the phone. The boy got into the vehicle one day, just kicked the vehicle himself. Just accelerated. No, he, he just arranged the gear, just pressed. Not knowing that it was reverse, he blew the gate open. Small boy, but maybe seven or eight years. Blew it because the guy is tired of remaining at the age of seven. <laughs> when we are talking about growth, you don't understand though. Yeah. Until you are tired with your level now, you won't grow. That's what I'm trying to use that to communicate something to you. That you, at this level, you are just relaxed. There are things you should try that will force you into a particular kind of knowledge. That if they don't have to explain to you, you continue to blow the gate. They have to explain to you that this is for reverse, this is for... Then they now know that they, at your level, even if they spank you or they beat you or whatever, they will know that you're already trying out something. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because they don't want you to lose your life. So they will supply knowledge. So I have to stop because of that. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We worship you. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Topa Officer, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-858047 or send a mail to topwayofisayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.